You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to the annual Christmas episode number five of the Curtain Call podcast. Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories and give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. But this week, it is our annual Christmas episode, episode number five. Now, in the past, I've asked some of my theatrical friends to read out a classic Christmas story. Uh, past readers have been Weston stalwarts such as Siobhan Harrison, also the Walking Dead star Eleanor Matsura. Uh, but this year, we have something, well, a little different, a little special treat. On the 1st of December, uh, my family was asked to put together a series of uh, readings as part of a Christmas carol concert for a charity that's very close to our hearts, Allergy UK. Uh, and it took place in Christchurch, Petswood, which is uh, in southeast London. And it was, uh, it was just a great way to kick off the festive season. It was an amazing concert. And I thought it would be a, a great idea to get some of my friends to read parodies of the Clement Clark Moore poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." a visit from St. Nicholas. Uh, the three actors I asked all said yes straight away, and I couldn't have been more pleased that they did. So without further ado, uh, our first reading, The Night Before Christmas, legally speaking, I would like to introduce you to a great friend of mine, Ed Stoppard, who I met whilst in the West End play uh, The Leisure Society way back in 2012. Also on stage was Melanie Gray and Aggie Dean. And it was directed by the amazing Harry Burton. So, here you go. Whereas, on or about the night prior to Christmas, there did occur at a certain improved piece of real property, here and after the house, a general lack of stirring by all creatures therein, including, but not limited to, a mouse, a variety of foot apparel, e.g. stocking, socks, etc., had been affixed by and around the chimney in said house in the hope and or belief that St. Nick, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus, hereinafter Claus, would arrive at some time thereafter. 
The minor residents, i.e. the children of the aforementioned house, were located in their individual beds and were engaged in nocturnal hallucinations, i.e. dreams, wherein vision of confectionery treats, including but not limited to sweets, nuts, and or sugar plums, did dance, cavort, and otherwise appear in said dreams. Whereupon, the party of the first part, sometimes here and after referred to as I, being the joint owner in fee simple of the house, with the party of the second part, here and after Mama, with said Mama, had retired for a sustained period of sleep. At such time, the parties were clad in various forms of headgear, e.g. kerchief and cap. Suddenly, and without prior notice or warning, there did occur upon the unimproved real property adjacent and appurtenant to said house, i.e. the lawn, a certain disruption of unknown nature, cause, and or circumstance. The party of the first part did immediately rush to a window in the house to investigate the cause of such disturbance. At that time, the party of the first part did observe, with some degree of wonder and or disbelief, a miniature sleigh, here and after the vehicle, being pulled and or drawn very rapidly through the air by approximately eight reindeer. The driver of the vehicle appeared to be, and in fact was, the previously referenced clause. Said clause was providing specific direction, instruction, and guidance to the approximately eight reindeer, and specifically identified the animal co-conspirators by name. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donna, and Blitzen. Here and after, the deer. Upon information and belief, it is further asserted that an additional co-conspirator named Rudolph may have been involved. The party of the first part witnessed Claws, the vehicle, and the deer intentionally and willfully trespass upon the roofs of several residences located adjacent to and in the vicinity of the house, and noted that the vehicle was heavily laden with packages, toys, and other items of unknown origin or nature. Suddenly, without prior invitation or permission, either express or implied, the vehicle arrived at the house and Claus entered said house via the chimney. Said Claus was clad in a red fur suit, which was partially covered with residue from the chimney, and he carried a large sack containing a portion of the aforementioned packages, toys, and other unknown items. He was smoking what appeared to be tobacco in a small pipe in blatant violation of local bylaws and health regulations. Claus did not speak, but immediately began to fill the stockings of the minor children which hung adjacent to the chimney with toys and other small gifts. Said items did not, however, constitute gifts to said minors pursuant to the applicable provisions of His Majesty's Revenue and Customs Tax Code. <laughs> Upon completion of such tasks, Claus touched the side of his nose and flew, rose, and or ascended up the chimney of the house to the roof where the vehicle and deer waited and or served as lookouts. Claus immediately departed for an unknown destination. However, prior to the departure of the vehicle, deer, and claws from said house, 
the party of the first part did hear Claus state and or exclaim, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night, or words to that effect. <laughs> Respectfully submitted, signed the Grinch Esquire. Ed Stoppard with The Night Before Christmas Legally Speaking. Now, next up is an actor who has won three Olivier Awards for Best Actor in a Musical. That is right, three. Not even Michael Ball can top that. Uh, I met David Bedella over 15 years ago. I mean, it may be even be 20 years ago. It probably is when we filmed a couple of television pilots. Also... Uh, filming alongside us was the incomparable Hannah Waddingham. Now, uh, David has his three Olivier's. Hannah has her Emmy. And uh, I'm fine. Really. Just dandy. <laughs> anyway, David Bedella uh, also performed a 30-minute set of Christmas music at the concert. And if you'd like to see that, or in fact, any of the readings that are in this episode, um, they've recorded it, and I will put that YouTube link in the episode information. Uh, but David Bedella reads the hilarious The Real Night Before Christmas by parents. I, I put you on the podium. I, I put you on the staff. There you go. Oh no, he's so loud. I thought we were done. I'm afraid not. No, thank you. Okay, here we go, on to the next adventure. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house I searched for the tools to hand to my spouse. Instructions were studied and we were inspired in hopes we could manage some assembly required. The children were quiet, not asleep in their beds, while mom and I faced the long evening with dread. A kitchen, two bikes, Barbie's townhouse to boot, and thanks to grandpa, a train with a toot. We opened the boxes, my heart skipped a beat, let no parts be missing or parts incomplete. Too late for last minute returns or replacements, if we can't get it right, it goes to the basement. When what to my wondering eyes should appear, 50 sheets of directions, concise but not clear. With every part numbered and every slot named, so that if we failed, only we could be blamed. More rapid than eagles, the parts then fell out. All over the carpet they scattered about. Now bolt it, now twist it, attach right here. Slide on the seats and staple the stair. Hammer the shelves and nail to the stand. Honey, I shouted, you just glued my hand. <laughs> and then in a twinkling, I knew for a fact that all the toy dealers had indeed made a pact. To keep parents busy, all Christmas Eve night, with assembly required till morning's first light. We spoke not a word, but kept bent at our work, till our eyes they were bleary and our fingers all hurt. The coffee went cold, and the night it wore thin, before we attached the last rod and last pin. Then laying the tools away in the chest, we fell into the bed for a well-deserved rest. But I said to my partner just before I passed out, this will be the best Christmas without any doubt. Tomorrow we'll cheer, let the holiday ring, and not have to run to the store for a thing. 
We did it, we did it, the toys are all set for the perfect, most perfect Christmas, I bet. Then off to dreamland and sweet repose, I gratefully went, although I suppose there's something to say to those self-deluded. I'd forgotten that batteries are never included. <laughs> The Real Night Before Christmas by Parents, read by the voice of God, David Bedella. Now, the last parody on this ticket of Twas the Night Before Christmas um, is read by another gorgeous friend of mine whom I met performing with uh, a little kind of show, I guess we can call it. Their events, really, called Word Theater, where actors read aloud short stories to an audience of adults and children alike. And I have read alongside people like Ian Hart, um, Olivia Williams, Rashawn Stone, um, and my next guest, Mayanna Burring. And we've performed all over the place, including places like uh, the Latitude Festival um, or Chatsworth House and the Crazy Cox or Cafe Royal. Uh, and you'll know Mayanna from Ripper Street, uh, the Twilight Saga, and also the Witcher series. And Mayanna Burring is going to read our last story. Tis the month before Christmas, and she reads it so beautifully. It just has to be heard. Oh God, I've got to stop myself from crying. It's, it's, you're all so amazing. And I'm so moved. <clears throat> so. Tis the month before Christmas. We're all going nuts uh, with so much to do. There's no ifs and or buts. Buy presents, hang tree lights, pop cards in the mail, send gift packs, thread popcorn, find turkeys on sale. Decorations need stringing up all through the house and you haven't a clue what to buy for your spouse. School concerts, receptions, open houses with friends, long lineups, short tempers, tying up those loose ends. With all our mad dashing, we're reeling from shock. Let's stop for a minute and really take stock. It's crassly commercial, the cynicals say. If that's true, then it's our fault. It's us, not they. Take time for yourselves now, though hard as it seems. Enjoy your kids' laughter excitement and dreams. Take a moment out now. Don't get overly, overly riled. Instead, make an angel in the snow with your child. The shortbread can wait. And so can the tree. What's important is to feel a child's sense of glee. The holidays aren't about push, rush, and shove. They're for friendship and sharing and family love. Hear the bells, feel the warmth, light up with the glow of a message that was sent to us so long ago. Peace, love, goodwill, and a hope shining bright. Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night.
Mayanna Burring with Tis the Month Before Christmas, so beautifully read. And to wrap up this episode, uh, I will also uh, like to play the single that my son Jack wrote and sang at this event. But Jack wrote this song with me, um, gosh, in 2020, the first the first year of lockdown of COVID, and we were asked to perform uh, on, a, on a global Christmas concert put together by an amazing singer-songwriter, uh, Krista Detour. And so Jack and I uh, wrote this and recorded it, and it went out live. It was amazing experience, but Jack recorded it uh, as a Christmas single this year, but also as a charity single for Allergy UK, getting all the proceeds from this song. So joining Jack is his bandmate Brad Wilmot on guitar, while Jack plays mandolin, and also the lovely Pamela Blair. And I think that is actually her title, the lovely Pamela Blair, because she is just lovely. I am her biggest fan. She knows that. I've told her. You may have seen uh, Pamela in 42nd Street in the West End, or uh, also she was in Beauty and the Beast uh, in the UK National Tour, and she's also been in, in lots of the hoot nannies that we've done. Now, I would just... Just like to say a big thank you as this is playing out to all the actors who read, to all of you who continue to listen to the, the Curtain Call podcast. I, I wish you all a safe, wonderful, blessed holiday season. Whether you have a religious faith or not, it doesn't matter. I'm still wishing you all that you desire. I wish you health. I wish you happiness. I love you all and wish you the best for 2024. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> 